Are you ready to take control of your wealth and design the life you envision for yourself and your family? Welcome to Wealth of Insight with Austin Wittenberg from Wittenberg Wealth Partners. Austin guides you through the entire planning process to help you build a plan that seeks to protect your financial future. He empowers you with creative investment opportunities and planning ideas to help you understand and achieve your long-term goals. It's time to gain confidence in your financial future. Now, onto the show. All right, welcome back to the Wealth of Insight podcast. I'm your host, Austin Wittenberg, and today I'm joined by TJ Heidenreich from Cross Country Mortgage. We're going to talk a little bit about credit today. Thanks for joining us, TJ. Yeah, thanks for having me, Austin. I'm excited. This will be fun. Before we get too deep into to credit and what it is and, and why we need it, I thought I'd give you, a, you know, 30, 60 seconds just to give us a little bit of your background and, and how you yeah. ended up at Cross Country Mortgage. Yeah. So I'm a mortgage lender. I've been in the lending industry since 2017. Uh, I actually got into the mortgage mortgage industry from my cousin, Brock, who I think has been on the podcast before. Yep. Yeah, he has. Uh, so I saw him doing running the mortgage game and I, I thought it looked fun. So I got into it. We haven't looked back. Uh, but a little bit about our team. We consider ourselves holistic mortgage planners as opposed to drive-through mortgage. We take a deeper understanding of what our clients want, both short and long-term, and try to customize and curate their loan package uh, for them to achieve their goals uh, in both financially and in the real estate game. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's that's why we like working with Brock and your team as well. Yeah. That sort of it's not just about necessarily the lowest rate or whatever. There's lots of factors that go into yeah. making sure the mortgage and, and things are a good fit. So, okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, let's let's hop into it now. You know, as I mentioned sort of in the intro, we're going to talk about credit today. Yeah. So the first question I have for you is what is credit? Yeah, for sure. I, credit is this weird like, kind of gray area. They don't teach you about it in school, which they should. It's, it's totally most- a secret, right? Totally a secret. <laughs> right, right. It's one of the most important things. And in fact, I think what I learned in credit or about in about credit in school was bad. I think I, I took like a Dave Ramsey course in high school. And everything he said, just stay away from it. There's alternative forms of credit to buy a house and all of this stuff. And later I'm like, okay, I actually need this in order to succeed in life. So basically credit is uh, in a nutshell, uh, the bank trusting you that you, when they're lending you money or whatever they're lending to you, that you're going to pay them back in a time, you know, in a certain time that is put on that contract. Uh, and that's how they've, they build that trust over a certain period of time. And based off of your past experiences with borrowing, uh, how likely they are to get their money back in, in, in the written time in the contract. Yeah. So I, and most people, I think, think about it. Well, and a credit card, I guess, is the easiest, most common example that everybody right. knows with the credit card company. American Express lends you money to go buy something. We don't have to give American Express money till at some point in the future, right? Right, exactly. To pay that back. But there's so many more applications really throughout your life. Right. Um, but it is, you know, we sort of joke, it's this secret thing. It's like, you got to have it, but you can't get it if you don't already have it. So how do we, you know, what are some basic tips getting started to building credit? And how do we make sure, you know, that clients are building this resume so that a bank will lend them some money in the future? Right. And it really starts off because the number one factor of credit is time. So you want to make sure you've got a good amount of credit under your belt for a long period of time. Uh, for myself, I mean, a lot of my if I, a lot of my clients that are younger, 
that say they're young, early 20s or they're 18 even, they don't have a credit score. I'm like, okay, go to your credit union and get a secured line of credit or a, a secured credit card. And that's almost active, like a, as if it's like a, a gift card where you're prepaying money onto a card and then using that card. And it's actually reporting to the credit bureaus and you can build credit fast. It'll take about three months. And as soon as you start doing that, you'll start to see a score accumulate. Interesting. I actually have never even heard of a secured credit card yeah. like that. I know, you know, and I think this is actually really important that we're, we're starting with younger people yeah. here. One of the things that my parents did for me, whether or not this was the right way or not, is basically they said, Hey, go get a credit card when you're 16. Yeah. So you can put gas on it yeah. and we'll just, you know, let's just, if there's 250 bucks a month or whatever it is you're buying yeah. in gas, just to pay that off. And if for whatever reason you can't, Hey, maybe we'll just help you do that. Exactly. Right. Just to make sure that you don't, cause you can really screw up your credit if yeah. you early on too. Right. If without yeah. that history, oh, but sure. especially if you don't that, have the history, you're going to, yeah. See your one little faster, one miss, you know, one late payment or whatever. If, if it's the only, you're two months into building credit and you already miss a payment, you're in trouble. Right. Right. But that right. secured credit card. That's not even something I I've ever even heard of. So yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a quick hack to build credit fast. Another hack that I've seen too, when you're first, if you're newer to credit is get added on as an authorized user to someone else's credit card. So if your parents are, you know, or if you have someone in your life that is religious about making on-time payments, you trust them and they have a good credit history, they can add you on as an authorized user to that credit card. And you'll adopt a little of that, a little bit of that credit history on that credit card. So that'll also help build credit quicker. Yeah. So parents out there, if you're listening, these are some ways to get your kids a head start here because, you know, as you're looking and growing in life, you want to get a car or a house or any of these things, you got to have credit. And if you just show up at 25 ready to buy a house, but you've never had credit before, you know, that right. getting a mortgage or something like that's going to be, there's going to be a lot more hoops you have to jump. Yeah. Much, and ultimately it's going to be more expensive for you in the long run. If you don't have credit. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. So let's hop into that too. Cause yeah. there is, there's all these ranges of scores, right? Yeah. And some of them are considered good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are really good, right? Can you walk us yeah. through sort of what are the ranges? What makes, you know, where we, where do, obviously people want to have the highest score, but yeah, for that's sure. also this sort you know, to be the highest score isn't necessarily, even people with perfect credit histories may not necessarily have the highest score. So right. sorry, I'm rambling on a little bit here. No, Can you good. just walk us through sort of the ranges and what's yeah. considered good, what's considered bad and, and how that yeah. sort of breaks yeah. down? So on our team, we see well over 500 applications per year. So we see the whole spectrum. We see no credit all the way up to perfect credit. And it's important to realize that when you pull your score on like Credit Karma, or when you pull your score from like an auto loan, or you pull your score when you are doing a mortgage application, there's, they're all going to be different scores. Uh, there's another over, thing that another like secret thing. Nobody knows right, what right. your actual score is, right? Yeah. Nobody ever tells you that. So there's over 55 different algorithms of pulling your credit and each of they're all different. So when I pull it for a mortgage application, my client could check just yesterday, the day before, and it could be a different score. Now it's going to not going to be off drastically, it's, but it might have a five, 10, 20 point difference. Uh, so that's important to recognize, but I mean, I'd see I, a, a poor score. That's going to be your score below 600, I would say. Um, 
or 620. Now I've seen scores in the 400s. Sure. Uh, that's just when you we've had irresponsible people opening credit cards and never ever making a payment or auto loans. Uh, and then your your fair credit that's going to be your 620 to I'd say 680. This is going to be a score where maybe you have young credit, so you don't have that much reporting to your credit, and or maybe you've missed a payment or two on a credit card throughout your your you know the a couple of your span. And then your good credit, that is going to be 680 to I'd say the 740, 760 range. This is your you're pretty good on your actually could be excellent all you know about paying your bills, but maybe you have a younger credit history, um, or maybe you have one late payment somewhere. Can you in define there. younger? Sorry to cut you off here. Yeah, define no, younger credit history. So I'm 34. Yeah. I've had credit now probably 15 years or yeah. longer. But I swear, even when I pull up like a credit karma or something, it still says, ah, your history isn't long enough, <laughs> which seems, and maybe I'm misreading it. I don't know, but it right. seems like I've been at this for a while. Right. Like, what is a, what's, what are they looking for in terms of historical length of credit? Yeah. So I would say I would, and on the mortgage game, I would say that anything under four years is probably going to be on the shorter end of a credit history so where it's, you're probably not going to have as good of a credit score. Now I'd say four years and above, maybe even five years, that's where you're going to get your, you're going to see your bump from, if you have perfect credit from your 720, 730 range up above that 760 range. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and, a, and what is the, you know, sorry, I'm getting us off topic. Well, not off good. topic, but just sidetracking here a little bit. What is like the top score? What's the best score you yeah. should have? So anything above 760 in my eyes is perfect credit. So okay. a lot of people like to brag like, oh, I'm above 800, but in the lender's eyes, and it's all the same when it's, it's above not 70. that much of a difference. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, so there's the ranges of scores. Yeah. Now, how do we, how do you build, or what are the, you know, the, yeah. the factors in that calculation? You mentioned all these different algorithms. I know, right. So you got things like how long you've had credit. Right. So yep. your length, your credit history, yep. um, just does the overall outstanding, you know, I guess of, amount of yeah. credit, is that something that yeah. factors yeah. into so the calculation? Been, yeah. It's, we call it the credit wheel. So 35% of our credit score is going to be our payment history. So that's the biggest chunk of the wheel. So we're going to make sure making things, we're making payments on time. If you want to help your credit the most, It's just make pay your bills on time and your credit over time will be greatly affected by that. Second is utilization. So that means say I go to the bank and I get a credit card with a limit of a thousand dollars on it. I don't want to use more than 50% of that thousand dollars. If I'm using more than that, if I have a balance of greater than that $500, then that means, I mean, that, that I'm going to get a, a worsened score for that month because it's going to show that my utilization is high. The money range is going to be 10 to 30%. I'd, I'd say about 10% utilization. That's where you're going to get, see the best score. Now it can also work in the opposite direction for you. Say if you have no, if you don't have ever have a balance on that, it could actually hurt you because you're not using your credit. Yeah. That's something I hear about all the time. And it seems like I've heard conflicting views on that, but some people say, well, you should pay your credit cards off every month. Some yeah. people say, well, you should leave a little bit of a recurring balance on there because yeah. then it shows that it's getting 
used, you know, a little bit. Yeah. It's not just sitting there totally dormant. Yeah. So, you know, that like, you know, and uh, maybe we can save that for a minute, but there's all these yeah. myths out there. I want to make sure yeah, we address yeah. well, that, too, because that's one of the things I hear all the time is should I pay it off or should I leave it? Because I need it to ding so that the credit reporting agencies right. realize that I'm actually using it. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. We can, I'll dive into that a little bit right now. If you've got a good, well, hold on. I'll, we'll go back. We'll dive back into that when we go into the myths and whatnot, because another big one is the length of credit, which that's 15% in the wheel. Uh, so the, the credit history, like we talked about, um, the next one is new inquiries. So if you're applying for new credit, that's about 10%. We want to make sure that we're not applying for credit all the time. We want to keep our inquiries, I would say less than six in a two year span. Now, if you're going to go like eight to 10 in two years, it's not going to kill your credit. Cause again, it's only taking up for about 10% of this credit mix of the credit wheel. Um, but if that's just like, don't get your credit pulled 20 times. That's when it's going to start to really affect your credit. Okay. Um, and then the last part is your credit mix. So you don't want to have a bunch of the same type of debt, meaning you don't want to have a bu- like only credit cards, which is revolving debt. So there's revolving debt, installment debt, and then uh, mortgage debt. So your installment debt, that's going to be like your auto loans or a trailer loan or boat loan. Your, your uh, revolving debt, that's going to be like your credit cards. And then your mortgage debt is going to be, of course, your, your mortgage. So having all three is going to show that you're, you're diversified in all of your credit. And that's also going to help your credit. So when I go back to that myth of paying off your credit card every month, it's not, going to, it's not really going to affect you all that much if you've got a broad credit scheme. But you know, if you've got all three types of credit behind you. Okay. Um, but if you only have credit cards, if you've got like a, and I, if you've got like a 0% interest card, it's like an introductory rate or something like right, that. Right. I would suggest actually having a tiny balance on that, that you're just paying the minimum every month. That is really going to, uh, it's going to help your score quick. Start building that up. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's, you know, I'm obviously as a financial advisor, I'm definitely opposed to credit card debt, it seems to be the worst kind, the highest right. rates, the worst, but there are these tricks, right? Again, if, if right. building credit, yes. um, you know, so let's talk real quick then, and maybe we can just use mortgage language for this, but I think it yeah. applies in, in different areas, but mm-hmm. what's the point of having a good score versus a fair score? Like what, why does that really matter? Yeah. So if you've got like a, over 760 credit, or if you're below 680, that's going to factor into a couple of different things for you. Number one is going to be your interest rate. Your interest rate on your mortgage is going to get uh, have a pricing hit of sometimes up to, it depends on the loan program, but sometimes up to a half a percent in rate, which is you could legit be throwing hundreds of dollars out the window every month. Yeah, that makes a big difference for sure. Yep. And then if you own less than 20% of your house, you have, you're subject to mortgage insurance. Um, and mortgage insurance also looks at your credit score. So if you, if you have a poor credit score, you're getting hurt on the rate and you're paying more in mortgage insurance, which ultimately isn't going to anything. It's going to protect the bank as opposed to protecting the borrower. Right. right. But then you're paying another 10 to $50 a month in mortgage insurance just because you have a worse credit score. I'd say that's the biggest factor with having not as good credit. Okay. So if you've got a, 
well, you know, you mentioned you see scores in the 400s, right? There's a lot of things. And I've, I've seen that too. Clients, you know, maybe there's been a divorce or if there's could be any number of reasons why right. things right. get that bad. But if, you know, what are some things that a, a person can do? Maybe they're in that, let's call it 650 range, right? They're on the verge. They're yeah. really close to being able to get up into that, into a better range. Mm-hmm. What are some things you can do to fix or to improve your credit situation? Yeah. So if they're specifically looking for a mortgage, I would say talk to us and we can run through a loan application with us because I can run some scenarios. We work, we work directly with the bureaus in a sense that I can run like simulators to say, okay, if we were to pay off this credit card or pay down this credit card by X amount, it's going to put us in this utilization range and your experience score will go up by X amount. So we can get really specific with it. But first, in a more broad scheme of things, if we're just trying to genuinely work on our credit, I would say, look at our utilization to see if we can put our balances below that 50% threshold first. Uh, And number two, if we have any accounts that are derogatory or that we've got collections on, let's get those removed. Now, let's not only get those removed though, try to negotiate with the collection company to say, hey, if I get this off my credit, Will you delete this? Or if, if I pay you off, if I pay this debt off, will you uh, give me a letter? It's called a deletion letter. And I, that way I can get this off my credit. That is going to improve your credit by, I mean, I've seen it improve by over hundred points by getting a deletion letter. So that's the perfect jump in then I think to sort of the myths or misnomers yeah. or how people yeah. screw things up is you got a collection and you just think, oh, if I, I've got a collection on my report, I just need to pay it off and yeah. then I'm good. Don't just but pay it off. But that's not true, right? Yeah. And reason being is because like, well, I paid off my, I'm, I'm paying off my debts. It's, it's going to be better for me. Well, it's not because the way that the, the banks are looking at it is if they see your credit report and you've got a collection from a couple of years ago and you didn't touch it and now you paid it off. Well, now that collection is now going to report back to the agency or, or yeah, back to the credit bureaus. And it's going to update the date at which it was last paid. And it's going to look look as if you just had an updated collection that you paid off. And it's going to actually affect your credit negatively. Interesting. So, so it sort of pulls it forward almost. Exactly. Exactly. You're pulling dated information forward, which is going to look worse on your credit. It actually could negatively infect, affect your score. Okay. So I think that's a really a good tip for people out there. If, you've, if there's a ding on your credit, paying it off is not necessarily just... you know That's not the only thing you need to do. There's that deletion letter yep. thing that you mentioned. What are some other misnomers or, or myths out there about credit that people, uh, yeah. you know, how they get themselves in trouble. Yeah. I would say in the mortgage world is, Hey, I heard that if you pull my score, it's going to hurt it. And I don't want to hurt my score. I want to actually start looking at houses before I, before you pull my credit. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned, right. Part of your pie was yeah. how many, how many times it gets drawn. Right. So again, something you hear all the time. And is there a difference between soft and hard and does it matter? Exactly. So, you know, let, let's spend some time on exactly. that. Exactly. So over, like I said, we're pulling over 500 applications a year and not one single time have I seen the credit be negatively affected from our single pull. Now say like, I mean, I've heard sure. Like if you've bought a car and they say, Hey, do you want to shop for the best rate? Well, what happens there is they send your application off to tons and tons of, uh, of credit unions or wherever they're getting auto loans from, and they're all pulling your credit. Well, if you're getting your credit pulled 10 times a day, that's where it's going to really hurt. But with a mortgage inquiry, a single inquiry, it's not going to affect your credit. 
In fact, it might even be better than what you thought it was because it's, again, that different algorithm that we're pulling it from what you're probably seeing on Credit Karma. So I, I don't think that's going to be that's going to be a huge factor. In fact, it could be worse for you because if we do a, a soft pull, yes, we, we could do a soft pull, but we don't see everything uh, on your credit mix. And say you find a house and we go to and you're going to contract, you put earnest money down, which, you know, if, they, if we're past a certain date, that earnest money could be lost if, you know, if we have to cancel and it could go to the sellers. So if we're not doing our homework up front and really digging deep in the credit, uh, you could be out thousands of dollars. While we're on this topic, credit karma, or, you know, I, know, I think a lot of credit cards even now, I think I have the Costco credit card and yeah. it, they give me my report. Yeah. How does that, is that what you're talking about here as well? Or just using something like if I pull up my credit karma account every day and look at it, that's yeah. not a poll. Right. That's not a pull. Yeah. It's not going to hurt your score. No, that's almost as if it's like a soft pull. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then the other thing I hear about from a sort of a misnomer or, and I think it's similar to paying off a collection. I've had mm-hmm. clients where they pay off, say they're, they're trying to get a mortgage, trying to qualify. Yeah. And they look, well, I can just, I got only five grand left on my car loan. If I just knock out my car loan, then that frees up all this cash flow. Right. But similar to just, I guess, knocking off a collection, yeah. paying off a line like that, yes, that is may true. negatively impact your score, right? Yeah. So uh, you nailed it. So if I've got clients that are only oh, a couple of months left on their auto loan, they're like, oh, well, let me just pay this off really quick before you pull. That could actually negatively affect your score. Now, not for a long term, but you could see your score negatively effect- affected by about mm, 10 to 50 points for about three or four months. So, which is which could be huge. That could pull you in from one bracket range to another bracket. Yeah, if you're right on the edge there. Uh, right, right. So, in that case, it might be should be worth not paying it off as long as there's as long as there's no qualification issues or anything there. Yeah. Okay. Lots Great. So that was the biggest thing, you know, biggest misnomer I think I hear. So is there any other as we as we wrap this up here, any other issues or or misnomers or myths about credit you think people need to understand better? Yeah, and I would the last thing I would say is if you're looking to buy anything or make any financial moves, don't add any accounts with before talking to someone because if you're pre-approved for a house and then you say you get excited and you're under contract on the house and you go to RC Willie and open up an account for furniture. Gotta get your furniture. That yep. house. It could negatively affect your score and it could push you out of qualifications. So make sure you're talking to somebody uh, about that before you're doing so. Okay. Lastly, now I just, that just popped into my head, but oh, we've good. mentioned credit karma a few times or just, you know, monitoring your credit score. Yeah. That's another thing. I, I think I'm sure you see it every day and we see it all the time too. The amount of people who've had some sort of identity theft or stolen credit, right? right? So using something, you know, like a whatever sort of credit monitoring service you use, I think is really important because that's another surprise you don't want to see when you show up to get credit when you need yes. it. And then, oh, hey, three years ago, you opened a cell phone at this place, which, you know, which you didn't. And then something like right. that just be, can become such a nightmare. Yes, for sure. And you can call the bureau, say if you know you're not going to be touching your credit for a long period of time, uh, you can call the credit bureaus and freeze your credit. That way, no one can touch it. You know you're going to be safe from any form of identity theft. So if you if you know you're not going to be touching credit for a long time, I would suggest doing so. All right. I think that's a great tip there to end on for sure. So 
you know, again, TJ, thanks for joining us today. Where can people follow you, find you? Yeah, Presuming you've got sure. a LinkedIn and that you kind of stuff, You can follow our right? team at all, on all platforms at Loans Elevated. Uh, if you have questions, feel free to give me a call at 801-694-1733. Perfect. And if you have any questions for me, you'd like to learn more, please check out our website, wittenbergwealth.com. Or you can text me at 801-839-7056. And please remember to subscribe to The Wealth of Insight and tell your friends and family. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Wealth of Insight podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Stratos Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor. Stratos Wealth Partners and Wittenberg Wealth Partners are separate entities from LPL Financial. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wittenberg Wealth Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.